Hello and welcome to episode 471 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, March 16th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Thursday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels, and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears, and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me. For whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am, and shall be, as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O Lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee, and sigh to go soon to see thee, and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet and contemplate my mother, who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand which has delivered me so many times from hell, and has dispensed me so many graces, when, on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My Lady... In life, I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity, and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart, who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee, and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will and in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hope for all this, and not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase his confidence in me, and I shall be saved." May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy Face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, se libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious, and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men, 
Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. And a word about blasphemy and that prayer from the holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica talks about the prayers that most offend God, blasphemy, profanation of Sunday, holy days, communism. There was a podcast I very much enjoyed listening to. It was very informative. But the other day, the host of the podcast took our Lord's name in vain. I can't listen to that podcast anymore. It said the podcast was, quote, clean. Uh, but I guess that doesn't cover taking our Lord's name in vain. So that's it for that podcast. It's a shame because I really enjoyed listening to it, but I will not tolerate people taking our Lord's name in vain, and you shouldn't either. It's a violation of the second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. We always speak our Lord's name with gentleness and reverence. Taking the Lord's name in vain is a mortal sin. We can't put up with it. Today, we are going to look at Quo Primum Tempora, establishing forever the canon of the Mass, the papal bull of His Holiness, Pope St. Pius V, and it was initially published on July 13, 1570. Before I get to that, thank you very much to the individual who gave a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. If you could take some time out of your busy day, I'd greatly appreciate it to boost up the numbers. It it really helps when you get a five-star rating and a positive review at Apple Podcast. As I've mentioned earlier, with the one-year anniversary of the consecration of Russia and the Ukraine to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart coming up on March 25th, I think more people will be doing searches for Our Lady of Fatima. They'll be looking for information about this. Uh, the one-year anniversary coming up a week from tomorrow as I'm recording this. So if you could give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts, in addition to sharing this with your family and friends, um, that would be very appreciated if if you think um, we deserve it. And constructive criticism is always appreciated as well. So thank you so much and may God bless you. So let's return now to this bowl Um The traditional Latin mass can never be abrogated, friends. I believe one day it will be the Novus Ordo that is uh, eliminated by the Pope. Hopefully the next Pope, I I pray, will be a great saint and he will put the church back on the road of tradition because the church was flourishing. Even though I'm not, you know, Pollyanna, I realize the church is always having problems, but the church was flourishing in the first half of the 20th century. And many converts to the faith uh, boom in vocations, uh, especially after World War II. Uh, the, the church was, was flourishing. And then Vatican II came along. And then the complete overhaul of the mass came along. And in the 1970s, boom, you know, people leaving the priesthood, people leaving religious life people not getting married anymore, people living in sin, and of course, contraception and everything else that came with that and abortion. 
We need to get back to what works, friends. We need to get back to tradition. And it starts with the way we worship our Lord. It starts with the return to the traditional Latin mass. So Pope St. Pius V began this papal bull, again, entitled Quo Primum Tempora, from the first, I believe, uh, translating into Latin. To our venerable brethren, the patriarchs, primates, archbishops, bishops, and other local ordinaries in peace and communion with the apostolic see, venerable brethren, health and apostolic benediction. From the very first, upon our elevation to the chief apostleship, we gladly turned our mind and energies and directed all our thoughts to those matters which concern the preservation of a pure liturgy. And we strove with God's help by every means in our power to accomplish this purpose. For besides other decrees of the sacred council of Trent, there were stipulations for us to revise and re-edit the sacred books, the catechism, the missal, and the breviary. With the catechism published for the instruction of the faithful, by God's help and the breviary thoroughly revised for the worthy praise of God, in order that the missal and breviary may be in perfect harmony, as fitting and proper, for it's most becoming that there be in the church only one appropriate manner of reciting the Psalms and only one rite for the celebration of Mass, we deemed it necessary to give our immediate attention to what still remained to be done, the the re-editing of the Missal as soon as possible. Hence, we decided to entrust this work to learned men of our selection. They very carefully collated all their work with the ancient codices in our Vatican library and with reliable, preserved, or amended codices from elsewhere. Besides this, these men consulted the works of ancient and approved authors concerning the same sacred rites, and thus they have restored the Missal itself to the original form and rite of the Holy Fathers. When this work has been gone over numerous times and further amended, after serious study and reflection, we commanded that the finished product be printed and published as soon as possible so that all might enjoy the fruits of this labor. And thus, priests would know which prayers to use and which rites and ceremonies they were required to observe from now on in the celebration of Masses. Let all everywhere adopt and observe what has been handed down by the Holy Roman Church, the mother and teacher of the other churches, and let Masses not be sung or read according to any other formula than that of this missal published by us. This ordinance applies henceforth, now and forever, throughout all the provinces of the Christian world, to all patriarchs, cathedral churches, collegiate and parish churches, be they secular or religious, both of men and of women, even of military orders, and of churches or chapels without a specific congregation in which conventual masses are sung aloud in choir or read privately in accord with the rites and customs of the Roman Church. This missal is to be used by all churches, even by those which in their authorization are made exempt, whether by apostolic indult, custom, or privilege, or even if by oath or official confirmation of the Holy See, or have their rights and faculties guaranteed to them by any other manner whatsoever. This new right alone is to be used unless approval of the practice of saying Mass differently was given at the very time of the institution and confirmation of the church by apostolic see at least 200 years ago, 
or unless there has prevailed a custom of a similar kind, which has been continuously followed for a period of not less than 200 years, in which most cases we in no wise rescind there above, mention prerogative or custom. However, if this missile, which we have seen fit to publish, be more agreeable to these latter, we grant them permission to celebrate Mass according to its right, provided they have the consent of their bishop or prelate or of their whole chapter, everything else to the contrary notwithstanding. All other of the churches referred to above, however, are hereby denied the use of other missiles, which are to be discontinued entirely and absolutely, whereas by this present constitution, which will be valid henceforth now and forever, we order and enjoin that nothing must be added to our recently published missile, nothing omitted from it, nor anything whatsoever be changed within it under the penalty of our displeasure. We specifically command each and every patriarch, administrator, and all other persons or whatever ecclesiastical dignity they may be, be they even cardinals of the Holy Roman Church or possessed of any other rank or preeminence, and we order them, in virtue of holy obedience, to chant or to read the Mass according to the right and manner and norm herewith laid down by us and hereafter to discontinue and completely discard all other rubrics and rites or of other missiles, however ancient, which they have customarily followed. And they must not, in celebrating Mass, presume to introduce any ceremonies or recite any prayers other than those contained in this missal. Furthermore, by these presents, this law, in virtue of our apostolic authority, we grant and concede in perpetuity that for the chanting or reading of the Mass in any church whatsoever, this missal is hereafter to be followed absolutely without any scruple of conscience or fear of incurring any penalty, judgment, or censure, and may freely and lawfully be used. Nor are superiors, administrators, canons, chaplains, and other secular priests or religious of whatever title designated obliged to celebrate the Mass, otherwise than as enjoined by us. We likewise declare and ordain that no one whosoever is forced or coerced to alter this missile and that this present document cannot be revoked or modified, but remain always valid and retain its full force, notwithstanding the previous constitutions and decrees of the Holy See, as well as any general or special constitutions or edicts of provincial or synodal councils, and notwithstanding the practice and custom of the aforesaid churches established by long and immemorial prescription, except, however, if more than 200 years standing. It is our will, therefore, and by the same authority, we decree that, after we publish this constitution and the addition of the missal, the priests of the Roman Curia are, after 30 days, obliged to chant or read the Mass according to it, all others south of the Alps, after three months, and those beyond the Alps, either within six months or whenever the missal is available for sale. Wherefore, in order that the missal be preserved incorrupt throughout the whole world and kept free of flaws and errors, the penalty for non-observance for printers, whether immediately or immediately subject to our dominion and that of the Holy Roman Church, will be the forfeiting of their books and a fine of 100 gold ducats payable ipso facto to the apostolic treasury. Further, as for those located in other parts of the world, the penalty is excommunication late sententiae and such other penalties as may in our judgment be imposed. 
and we decree by this law that they must not dare or presume either to print or to publish or to sell or in any way to accept books of this nature without our approval and consent or without the express consent of the apostolic commissaries of those places who will be appointed by us. Said printer must receive a standard missal and agree faithfully with it and in no wise vary from the Roman missal of the large type, secundum magnum impersonum. Accordingly, since it would be difficult for this present pronouncement to be sent to all parts of the Christian world and simultaneously come to light everywhere, we direct that it be, as usual, posted and published at the doors of the Basilica of the Prince of the Apostles, also at the Apostolic Chancery, and on the street at Campo Flora. Furthermore, we direct that printed copies of this same edict signed by a notary public and made official by an ecclesiastical dignitary possess the same indubitable validity everywhere and in every nation, as if our manuscript were shown there. Therefore, no one whosoever is permitted to alter this notice of our permission, statute, ordinance, command, precept, grant, indult, declaration, will, decree, and prohibition should know that he will incur the wrath of Almighty God and of the blessed apostles, Peter and Paul. Given at St. Peter's in the year of our Lord's incarnation, 1570, on the 14th of July of the fifth year of our pontificate. I don't know if St. Pius V could have made that any clearer, friends. The traditional Latin mass can never be eliminated, can never be changed in any of its rubrics by any pope. It is the Novus Ordo that needs to be eliminated, and it is the traditional Latin mass that needs to make a comeback. I don't care which lay theologian, priest, bishop, or even the pope himself tells you that they can get rid of the traditional Latin mass. They have no authority whatsoever. Quo primum tempora is a papal bull that lays down the law. This is the mass. As a holy woman said to me recently, Latin mass is the only mass. It is the Novus Ordo that is the interloper here. It is the Novus Ordo that has a lot of explaining to do. The traditional Latin mass goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. It is sacred. It is mysterious. It is beautiful. It is reverent. It is a fitting way to worship our Lord, and we need to get back to it. If you can no longer find a diocesan Latin mass where you are, it's worth the drive to head to an Institute of Christ the King Chapel, a Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter Chapel, a Society of St. Pius X Chapel. And I will repeat, the priests of the Society of St. Pius X are not schismatic and they are not heretics. And from my experience, the ones that I have encountered have been very holy priests. You can certainly fulfill your Sunday duty or your holy day of obligation by attending masses at a Society of St. Pius X Chapel. Do it. And may God richly bless you for it. Let us continue to fight for the traditional Latin Mass. Let us continue to fight for worship worthy 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And let us conclude today by once again mentioning Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which we mention RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for those uh, non-speakers, those who are unable to communicate just as Sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of communication for the deaf and Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough in being able to read for the blind. We believe that RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, has been the exact same thing for non-speakers. It has helped thousands of non-speakers and we pray that it will help thousands more and that one day soon it will be as readily accepted as Braille and sign language because communication is a human right. Let's offer up this prayer in honor of St. Raphael the Archangel, for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. And now day six of our novena in honor of St. Joseph under the title of Patron of Families. St. Joseph, I venerate you as the gentle head of the Holy Family. The Holy Family was the scene of your life's work in its origin, in its guidance, in its protection. In your labor for Jesus and Mary, and even in your death in their arms, you lived, moved, and acted in the loving company of Jesus and Mary. The inspired writer describes your life at Nazareth in only a few words. And Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Luke 2, 51. Yet these words tell of your high vocation here on earth and the abundance of graces which filled your soul during those years spent in Nazareth. Your family life at Nazareth was all radiant with the light of divine charity. There was an intimate union of heart and mind among the members of your holy family. There could not have been a closer bond than that uniting you to Jesus, your foster son, and to Mary, your most loving wife. Jesus chose to fulfill toward you, his foster father, all the duties of a faithful son, showing you every mark of honor and affection due to a parent. And Mary showed you all the signs of respect and love of a devoted wife. You responded to this love and veneration from Jesus and Mary with feelings of deepest love and respect. You had for Jesus a true fatherly love enkindled and kept aglow in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And you could not cease to admire the workings of grace in Mary's soul. And this admiration caused the holy love which you had consecrated to her on the day of your wedding grow stronger every day. God has made you a heavenly patron of family life because you sanctified yourself as head of the holy family and thus by your beautiful example sanctified family life. How peacefully and happily the Holy Family rested under the care of your fatherly rule, even in the midst of trials. You were the protector, counselor, and consolation of the Holy Family in every need. And just as you were the model of piety, so you gave us by your zeal, your earnestness, and devout trust in God's providence, and especially by your love, the example of labor according to the will of God. You cherished all the experiences common to family life and the sacred memories of the life 
sufferings, and joys in the company of Jesus and Mary. Therefore, the family is dear to you as the work of God, and it is of the highest importance in your eyes to promote the honor of God and the well-being of man. In your loving fatherliness and unfailing intercession, you are the patron and intercessor of families, and you deserve a place in every home. St. Joseph, I thank God for your privilege of living in the Holy Family and being its head. As a token of your own gratitude to God, obtain God's blessing upon my own family. Make your home, the kingdom of Jesus and Mary, a kingdom of peace, of joy, and love. Excuse me, make our home, the kingdom of Jesus and Mary, a kingdom of peace, of joy, and love. I also pray for all Christian families. Your help is needed in our day when God's enemy has directed his attack against the family in order to desecrate and destroy it. In the face of these evils, as patron of families, be pleased to help. And as of old, you arose to save the child and his mother. So today, arise to protect the sanctity of the home. Make our home sanctuaries of prayer, of love, of patient sacrifice, and of work. May they be modeled after your own at Nazareth. Remain with us, with Jesus and Mary, so that by your help, we may obey the commandments of God and of the church. Receive the holy sacraments of God and of the church. Live a life of prayer and foster religious instruction in our homes. Grant that we may be reunited in God's kingdom and eternally live in the company of the holy family in heaven. St. Joseph, I, your unworthy child, greet you. You are the faithful protector and intercessor of all who love and venerate you. You know that I have special confidence in you and that after Jesus and Mary, I place all my hope of salvation in you, for you are especially powerful with God and will never abandon your faithful servants. Therefore, I humbly invoke you and commend myself with all who are dear to me and all that belong to me to your intercession. I beg of you by your love for Jesus and Mary not to abandon me during life and to assist me at the hour of my death. Glorious St. Joseph, spouse of the Immaculate Virgin, obtain for me a pure, humble, charitable mind and perfect resignation to the divine will. Be my guide, my father, and my model through life, that I may merit to die as you did in the arms of Jesus and Mary. Loving St. Joseph, faithful follower of Jesus Christ, I raise my heart to you to implore your powerful intercession in obtaining from the divine heart of Jesus all the graces necessary for my spiritual and temporal welfare, particularly the grace of a happy death and the special grace I now implore. We pray for an end to the suppression of the traditional Latin Mass and that the traditional Latin Mass will be restored in every single diocese on earth. Guardian of the Word Incarnate, I feel confident that your prayers on my behalf will be graciously heard before the throne of God. Amen. The Memoraria to St. Joseph, remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. And a gloria patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 471 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye. And God love you.